Hello and welcome to the Winners Never Quit podcast. Start your week the right way with a laugh and a dose of motivation. Listen to the stories of our guests, learn from their experiences and how they've built a winner's mindset. Hosted by myself, Jack Jarvis, and if you could like, follow or subscribe to the podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. Today, I'm joined by Kelly Peterson. Now, Kelly is a black belt in judo and has represented Great Britain and England around the world, winning Commonwealth bronze last year, and she joins me now. Kelly, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, good, good. very good. Thank you for coming down um, late late in the evening. I uh, hope you've had a good day. Yeah, it's been busy, um, yeah. but it's been a good day. How's <laughs> your day? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, the drive <laughs> was a bit of a lick. It took us like three and a half hours to get up here from Southampton, but... All, all worthwhile to come and interview you and come to sunny Warsaw. C- come to sunny Warsaw. The sun's yeah. actually out as it well. It is <laughs> a rare occasion, I believe, in the Midlands, though. No? Yeah, it's been bad. What a tragic <laughs> summer it's been. Oh, it's been awful, especially in July. I mean, it's not been too bad the injury because I think if it was been sunny, I'd have yeah. been gutted. But I can put up yeah, with. Yeah, imagine uh, the tan lines. Yeah, I know, horrific. <laughs> right, we start the podcast the same for every episode. So, how do you define winning in your life? Um, I've had a think about this question, actually. Um, winning for me is like, sounds really weird. So it's about having balance. Um, so that's balance in life and then balance also, um, like inside my career. So in judo, um, and then when I'm at balance with everything, I will essentially be winning most of the time. So kind of that looks like when I'm in judo, like balance is good training the people I have around me, like everything's flowing. I'm fighting well. I'm confident my weight's on, like really good and stuff. Out of judo, it's like social, family, kind of all those stresses. And when everything's just kind of just flowing, I perform at my best. And then I'd say that's pretty much winning as well because everyone's good. I like that. I've been doing this is the fourth series now. And that's a very unique answer, Kelly. So I I quite (laughs) like that. It's a good one. It's a good one. We should probably tell everyone how we ended up meeting or, or getting in contact. Now, like myself, you've you're a knee injury participant or victim or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man Unfortun- down. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate soul. So tell us about your injury because we're both sat here in lovely, sexy knee braces, yeah. aren't we? It's not ideal. <laughs> no, it's not. So um, tell me about your injury. What happened? There was like a GB Junior um, European Cup here, our first ever one for British Judo held. And then a training camp afterwards. So um, our coach often puts us with younger upcoming athletes so we can sort of train with them, um, you know, practice quite a lot of things. And they also won't really, like they're not someone who we're going to go on the world circuit and fight anytime soon. So they're not going to get to know us. Um, So we're in the training camp, which was here. Day two on the camp, it was going really well. Um, There was 10 randories, that's Another word for fight in judo. Nice. So I'm on my 10th fight. Thank you for explaining that. A little bit of (laughs) judo knowledge there. (laughs) Um, So I'm on my 10th fight now. Everything's going strong. Like I am literally, talk about balance, I'm feeling invincible. Yeah. Um, Really battering some people. Exactly. (laughs) I was literally having a high, like it was unreal. And then um, me and my training partner looked over each other and we couldn't get a partner. And we'd kind of like gone through all the other girls and we were like, oh, should we just fight each other? And we were like, yeah, okay. So there we are fighting away. It's all going well. And then literally I look up at the scoreboard and there was two seconds left of my 10th fight, of the whole session, of the day. And then that second, she attacked my like knee at the wrong angle, whole leg collapsed and MCL's torn. 
<laughs> so she's <just> crying. <laughs> Were you crying? Um, no, I was actually silent. Like I didn't even say a thing. Was it, how was what was the pain like? We were talking about this and we spoke about it quite a bit because some people are like real like screamers. One, she's like, she's not really just my training partner. Like we're really, really close. Um, So I've like injured people in the past by accident. And when they scream and stuff, you feel so shit. Like you feel, you're like, all right, sorry, but be a bit more quiet now. Please go on. So anyway, I was like, I don't want to. I know make you're a injured scene. for six months, but think about my feelings. Exactly, and everyone's staring at you like, we hate her. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I was like, right. So I was just quiet, like I didn't even make a noise. I just lay on the floor, like looking up, and I was like, yeah, this isn't supposed to happen. Like this was a bit different this time. But then I was like, come on. She was like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, just get up, just get up. So we got up and just walked off, and then one of the coaches, like this little Japanese lady who's over here. She ran over to me and just started shouting, like, physio, physio. And I was like, oh. And then that's when it went downhill from there. When you went into the physio room, did they? Because you wouldn't have known the extent of your injury then. No. So, yeah, then they kind of were giving me the eye of, like, all this worried look. So I started crying about that. And then they were like, are you crying about the pain? And I was like, no, I'm crying because you're, like, you know, like, all worried and Paris is next year and stuff. Mm. Um, and then I actually walked from, it was the sports centre across where you just maybe was. So I walked from there to here. When you to le- led me on a wild goose chase <laughs> yeah. of Walsall University, Literally. by the way. A little tour. <laughs> yeah. Are you in a car park? I'm in a car park. <laughs> um, yeah, so I walked across and then to the, the, like, the national physio here. And then, yeah, he kind of like moved it around. But at first they thought MCL was gone and ACL. So then I really did start crying because that would be like, as you know, well, I think if it was ACL, it would be at least a year. And then I wouldn't be making, well, trying to aim for Paris Olympics What's next year. What's your recovery? What have they said? Um, well, it's three months. That's not too bad. Yeah, because nothing's, ta- nothing's actually snapped. It's just torn. So we're like hanging on for dear life, really. Yeah. Did um, you um, MRI? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, literally the next day it was so good. Shout out to British Judo there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. So, similar thing though. Obviously, when I was injured, I knew it was bad. Yeah. Because when your knee is facing like, is 180 degrees to where your foot is. Yeah. It was so. Oh, the image as well. I'll show you. I'll show you in a sec. Yeah. And straight away they told you like worst case, and I remember laying in hospital bed, and I was just like, that. oh my god, I'm fucked. <laughs> Do you ever get that thing where you're like? I still get it now, like, every so many days. And I'll be just sat, say, in the gym doing rehab. And then I'm like, this sounds really bad. I probably shouldn't say it. But I'm like, is this really my life? Is this really on my leg? But I know that sounds really bad because there's much other things going on in people's lives. Much other things. Much worse (laughs) things. No, but I get... Going on in other people's lives. Like, But sometimes I do just sit there and I'm like, really? Understand, because I'll be straight away like, this is shit. Why did it happen to me? But the way I sort of deal with it and process it in my head is I always think how bad it could have been. Yeah. So when I, th- but I totally know how you feel when you get those thoughts and you're just like, nah, surely I'm going to wake up and it's just going to be all Ashton Kutcher's yeah. going to come out the wardrobe Literally. and say I've been punked. Yeah, I know that feeling. But it's just, I think it's especially like for me because I've got like nine, 12 months yeah. of rehab. And it does, and you think as well, do you ever think like, it'll, will it ever get better? Yeah. Like, like I have days where I'm walking around and I'm like, is this really injured? And then you'll do something like, oh, I, like I literally like, when I sleep, I sleep on my side. 
So I'll roll from one side to the other and then I'm like, oh yeah, my MCL's not, not right. No one will be able to see this, but I'm like bending my leg and that's like the extent of what I can get. Yeah. Good. Is it trapped at that so you can't go any further no, at the my, minute? No, my brace had allowed me to go all the way, but it just uh, feels like so stiff over the kneecap. But don't forget, I had my MCL, so was completely ripped. Yeah. And uh, the doctor, big up the NHS, Leo, <laughs> he said he's never seen one that badly damaged. Really? So yeah, I've got two synthetic ligaments in replace. Of, of my PCL and MCL, yeah. Yeah, it's just not ideal. But use that though. So when you're feeling sorry for yourself, think, Jesus Christ, at least <laughs> I'm not that. At least I'm not Jack. <laughs> yeah. Ugly and a damaged <laughs> knee. Yeah, at least I've not got it. Oh, yeah, they did say to me, they were like, well, they were giving me like the sorry speeches and all that, you know. And I was thinking, they know what's, they know it's worse than what it, I think it is. Because mm. um, I was actually pretty positive. Like I was, we'll probably touch on this in a bit, but everything was just going so well like everything was just so even when it happened i was a bit like nah it's not it can't be it'll be the end it will be just three months like thankfully like i mean it came through when it when it said that but anyway everyone was giving me these like sorry speeches and like you you'll make la like you're only young and all this and i was like right (laughs) people know something that i don't know and then yeah when they did tell me i was like oh Thank God. Thank God it was only only a Thank partial God it tear. weren't Jack. Thank God you <laughs> weren't me. I think that's enough about knees. Let's yeah. talk about something a bit more positive. Because yeah, you're not defined by your injury. So talk to me about judo. How did you end up getting into it? Um, so I started judo when I was four. Um, it you're was 24 at, now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it was at my um, local primary infant school around the corner, and my mum and my brother would go, and then I'd just go and sit on the side and watch. Um, because his dad was at work or something, so it was baby like ba- babysitting. Um, and then on my fourth, well, when I turned four, they were just like, "Do you want to come on?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then that's kind of where it started, and they've both quit, and here I am. <laughs> yeah. When did they quit? Um, so my brother, my brother was like, he'd always get beaten up. Like he's quite a big guy. Like, like I'm not small, and he's like, I mean, he's probably not far off your height and stuff. Um, what, six foot three? <laughs> but in judo, he'd just get battered. More so like five quit. foot twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what he is. But I think he's pretty yeah, similar. Yeah, similar, similar Yeah, height. yeah. Um, he'd just get battered, so he quit. And then my mum got a black belt, and then she quit. So what kept you going? I don't, there's so many things. To be honest, I always had this, like, I could say loads of things, like friends, um going to new places, you know, all that. But when you're really, really young, you, I mean, you don't really think about all that. I just like, I really liked it. I went to my first comp at four, even though you were meant to be five, but my mum just wrote on it, I was five, but I was four. And I won. And then it was just like, I like this. And I want to, then I started kind of like, I don't know how old I was, but I was like, I want to go to the Olympics. And then it just kind of stuck from there. And then obviously on the way to like, I want to go to the Olympics and starting training, like, when I say more, but I was still really young. But, like, the age of eight, I did, like, went to a better club and all that. Um, so w- at what age did you realise that you were quite good? Because you do this full time now. Yeah. Yeah. W- at what point did you realise I could actually go to the Olympics? I could, like, win medals? I don't really know. When did I think that? When I like when I got into the sort of so I started at AJA, which is Amateur Judo Association, and then when I was about eight, my mum was like, "Right, I think you need to like 
go over to like I want to take you basically to British Judo Association and that's where I met my coach Fitz. Yeah. Um and he had like um quite a lot of really high level judo players. Um I shown you the wall over there with yeah. Craig Fallon. He was from the club. Um he's was the well our last world champion. Um so yeah, kind of went over to him and then started training at the club and kind of watching what all the senior guys like they never go anywhere near me like I was just a little kid in the corner but I could see how they were training and what they were doing and then I kind of came on to like the England squad as a cadet then a junior and then started doing pretty well and stuff and I don't really know that I that was a really long-winded answer but I don't really know in yeah. all honesty it kind of just I think as an athlete that's a bad thing you never really appreciate how far you've come and you always are like um like looking for what's next like you achieve something but it's never quite good enough at the time you always want more yeah so that is another thing that i'm trying to get better at really yeah appreciating it looking at how far you've come yeah because i think that leads us nicely into obviously i've had a little stalk your instagram <laughs> yeah and that post you put out about winning a bronze at the commonwealth games and I'll probably absolutely butcher your caption here, but you said, not happy, um, not the outcome I wanted. Yeah. Right? But do you know how many, since judo was introduced to the Commonwealth Games, how many medals England have won? No. So it's 55 medals. Oh, really? So you're one of 55 people, right? And how many people have, what's the population of England since 1990? It'd be in the, like, tens of millions. Yeah. So when you say it like that... Yeah, it's... Do you realise how, I'm not going to say the word lucky, but how well you've done the effort that you've put in yeah. to be rewarded and to do as well as you had done. Do you sort of appreciate it yeah, now if I like say it, when I say it to you like that? Like right now, like looking back, it was an amazing um, summer run up, doing it, everything. But <laughs> every, the whole thing I look back and think, wow, that was amazing. I didn't appreciate it enough. But the bronze medal still hurts. Yeah, I think that will hurt f like forever because like I went in as number one um yeah I was if you watch the fight which you probably won't do because judo is a bit boring to watch at times <laughs> you can actually see like the crowd when I got thrown like like my old old training partner he literally ducked his head he was like there was like a little sort of um I don't know like where the seating was he kind of like hid <laughs> and like the whole crowd is just like oh my, did she just get thrown like for 10? And yeah, it was a big, sh it was a shock. But looking back at the Commonwealth, like I did an event the other day, like one year since, I do really appreciate it. And it was amazing. And looking back at the like opening ceremony, I've never done something like that. So big. The closing ceremony was incredible. Um, I've met so many different athletes from different sports so many things like I was on the kit panel to help design the kit like it was incredible but just that I didn't really rate the kit no, <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what makes you a high performer and that's the reason you've come so far because even though you've done so much more than anyone can ever achieve in their life you're still not happy with it because it's not the number one yeah. spot that you want where does that come from that sort of mindset of always striving for excellence who instilled that in you i don't really know like there's i have like there's loads of things which 
I don't, it's weird to say this, but like obviously people say that's what stands out about me. Like, um, like on my normal training day, I, in my head, I want to be the first person here and the last to leave. So today I actually got here at half eight. Rehab is meant to start at half nine. But I've like decided to tell myself this is the time you get here and you start training at half eight. And you leave later than everyone else because you put the work in. And I got here today and um, one of the boys, Harry, was downstairs in the gym at like 8.15. And I, he said he got here at 8.15. Um, and you know, I literally walked in and was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was literally in my head thinking, no. This how motherfucker. Is, how is he here? Like, but yeah. That's a one-off. We'll see if he's here tomorrow. Hey, you got to be <laughs> present. Why is it consistency? Yeah. So do you reckon your mum instilled that in you or maybe fits like an early role model? Where yeah. does that work ethic come from? My family have always been so supportive with it all. They've always driven me to be the best that I can be. But they've always they've actually been really good as they've never like over-pushed me. So when I was younger, it was never like, you've got to go to training. It was always like off my own back because I wanted to do it like yeah. I enjoyed it and I mean Fitz my coach is huge help like he's there every day day in day out when things are going bad and he's like, a nice guy as well I yeah you were kind enough to give me a tour of the center which yeah. is really cool and well I only met two people and they were really friendly I'm like everyone at British Judo is <laughs> amazing yeah no he's he's been through everything with me like the highs the lows um last year when at the Commonwealth Games then right now with this like leg injury, he's been driving me around, picking me up, taking me to training, always making sure that like I'm all right. And so yeah, it could like Fitz is a big part of that, and he's sometimes I'm doing it for the both of us as well. Like I want it for us, yeah, both of but us no, as much like as that. just myself. I know what you're saying though. Sometimes people want a black and white answer, like oh, it was this event when I was 12 years old and that's the reason I've got the mindset that I have. Yeah. But it's not, is it? It's loads no. of things. And it's because it's the same with me. I mean, the reason I wanted to row the Atlantic was because I felt I didn't do well enough at school and I felt like I needed to prove something to myself that I was, I had more, I could give more. Yeah. So yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, like a whole plethora of reasons, yeah. isn't it? Rather yeah, than really just the, the one thing. I don't know if you're like this, but I'm quite a all or nothing kind of person. All or nothing mentality, yeah. Yeah, and I think like that can be really bad at times. So that's where I am actually with my whole balance situation. I'm trying to get better at that in in places because when it's when that goes bad, that's it goes terrible. Well, in your head it does. Yeah. Um, but then like with uh, with other things, it's like I want to be like I said, I want to be here first. I want to do this to like the best that I can with everything. It's kind of like that. Like I'm either going all in or I won't be here. Yeah. So people know if I'm having a bad day, they, they sometimes they will know because they're <laughs> like, right, yesterday she was screaming, running around, having like motivating everyone. And today I don't even know where she is. But yeah, yeah that's just kind of, maybe that's my like, that's where it's come from a little bit as well. I know. I see. I'm already thinking in challenges that I can do and I won't be able to run for a while. But I'll be able to cycle. And straight away, I was like to my dad, I was like, Dad, why don't me and you, we'll do two hours on, two hours off, lands into John O'Groats in a relay. And he yeah. was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jack? <laughs> like, why don't you just do London to Brighton? 59 miles. You don't want to do I that. I don't know, but it's like, it's, you know, I want something big because yeah. that's what excites me. 
yeah, I can't. I just it's like that sort of mediocre. Say, I always feel like I can do better. I can do more. Yeah. Giving, giving more than I've got. Um, you mentioned there sort of highs and lows. What have been the highs of your career so far? When I was a cadet, no, yeah, when I was a cadet, I did all right. Um, kind of like I missed the Youth Olympics because just my age didn't quite. It's every two years, so my like when I was the top year at cadet, I didn't fall on so it. So how old's cadet? Um, sixteen. Okay. Maybe seventeen. Because when you said cadets, I was like, "What? She went to army cadets?" Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think seventeen, maybe. Yeah, and then you go to junior, and my first year junior weren't that great. Like, I was training so much, so but it's just ju- sorry, junior sixteen to eighteen. I'm guessing. Well, I think I've got this wrong because junior's still twenty-one. Okay. And then it's three years, so then cadet must be sixteen to eighteen. Okay. Yep. Got you. Eighteen to twenty-one. 21 plus senior. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> How long have I been doing judo? <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> yeah, so when I was a cadet, like, yeah, I touched on it. People seen, oh, this Kelly Pease and Pollard's all right. Like, this younger girl on Fitz is always like, yeah, she's from my club and all that. But, yeah, so I m- kind of made people know who I was then, got two bronze medals at Cups or something. It didn't do too much, but. Yeah, put my name out there. And when I went to junior the first year, terrible, like first fight out everywhere abroad. Um, but I was working so hard, like training with my coach. And he was, that's the one thing about him. He never like lost that faith. He was always like, keep going, it will come. And you know what it's like. Some days you're like, well, when will it come? Like what, what day is Similar it going? to being injured, isn't yeah. it? You know, when you can't make, bend your leg. Literally. And you're like, will, it ever, will I ever bend it again? So yeah. And he was cr- he was just always like, just keep going, it will come, it will come. Like you've you've got all the key principles. Like maybe there's just a little thing missing, but it's gonna come together. Wh- and when it does, it'll be great. And then my second year junior, um, I basically I'd like went abroad again. I'd won like two fights, then gone out. Two fights again out. Um, I was like paying with England to go then because I weren't like selected to go with the GB team. Mm. Um, so my parents were like basically paying like 500, 600 pound each competition, send me out there and then you sit in the crowds by like 12 o'clock cause you're out. It was yeah. a bit tragic. And then my last event was Berlin, which they say is the hardest one, but I actually got fifth place and it was like, right, okay, I can do this now. And I also gave myself this like make or break, which was like, you either got to come through next year as your last year junior to help you into senior or you quit, like you, you finish. Like you can't be a full-time athlete if you've not, well, at the time I thought I couldn't be if I've not got any results like back in me. Like I didn't think they'd ever let me in the center and stuff like this. And then that year, like everything just fell into place. Like I went to my first cup, um, cup in Portugal with Fitz, um, got silver, the next comp final again got silver. The next comp final, but silver. And then after that, I think it was six on a row gold. I was world number one. Um, I was one of the most like decorated female athletes in the whole of Europe. And it was just like incredible, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like that was that was probably like a huge. It was amazing. And then I went into the junior European Championships um, and won it. So I think I'm the last junior European champion in Great Britain from that day, 2019. No one's 
re-crowned it yet. Yeah. Um, well, obviously for Great Britain. Yeah. So, um, yeah, cheers for clearing that <laughs> up. <laughs> so I'd say when it, like, that year and, like, uh, my l- final year junior was pretty standout. Like, being in the final in nearly every event, like, the whole of the team was just sat in the crowd, like, first fight out and stuff, and I was always in the final block. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then winning the Junior Europeans was amazing. Um, and then that just put me really... Like, then I joined the centre and went full-time. What was that like? Um, my, like... Because you... I can tell you hold yourself to quite a high standard. Yeah. Joining the team full-time. Yeah. Was that a relief, or did you put more pressure on yourself? So I used to... Because I'm from Birmingham, where the centre is, I used to train here... But like at the other side of the map, with like it was called, it was on like a um, sort of college course they called it. Business, I don't even know. Um, what's it called? Diploma? Diploma in. Sport. I don't know. You did it. Anyway, I did something <laughs> here, but basically I did something to do with judo. Basically, I was just training three days a week. So it's kind of like teach, showing you what being a full time athlete is like when you're younger to kind of see if you want to do it and stuff. Um, so that's what that sign out there was I was on because they were trying to get younger athletes to come through to do that um, so I did that and then when I came to full time training it was it was kind of wasn't such a huge step because I was here every day or three days and I knew a lot of the people um, and, o- and I was actually really confident because I just had like the best year like everyone knew me I was like the standout girl if if you want to say as a junior at that point so it was kind of all like a bit like kelly 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 so it was pretty cool but it was really hard work at yeah. the same time did you notice the difference when you went full-time as in the standard of judo or or not really um yeah i spent a lot of like i spent a lot of years getting beaten up by the um the older girls and like chasing them to try and like fight me fight me like get better at all this and then like if you go into the gym, we do, like, max rowing and all stuff like that. Like, I was never at the top. So I always knew I had, like, a bit of a way to go. And um, But I like that. I think I like the chase. And I, I always want to be at the top. So I liked that, like, journey of trying to get there and trying to be a part of the top team. Yeah. So you're in the, you're in the full-time GB squad. Yeah. And talk to us about the lead-up to the Commonwealth Games. Um... So first of all, I went senior and then I had like, well, COVID kind of happened. And then when I did get sort of allowed onto the senior circuit, they took me, they they basically could see, well, they said they could sort of see um, like good judo in me or whatever you want to call it. A good judo in me. They, my English. Yeah. I'm half German. Maybe that's why. <laughs> don't I've worry. done too I much judo, not honestly, enough school. do not worry, right, Kel. I'm captain of Dyslexia United. <laughs> so I, I literally come out with the most random. Everyone at home says that, well, Joe's always like, yeah, you definitely are, Kel. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. D- well, you don't listen to him. He's from Plymouth. <laughs> like, Trust. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Plymouth, but yeah, their English ain't the best either. <laughs> the Janners. Um, um Sorry, so yeah, talk to us about the lead-up to the Commonwealth Games. So first of all, like, the Commonwealth Games at one point was nowhere in sight. Like, 2024 Olympics, 2022 Commonwealth Games, they were, like, not sort of any achievable goals in my head. It was always LA. So first of all, I got taken onto the senior circuit, and they'd taken me to, like, my first senior open, and I won it. And everyone was like, oh, 
wow, okay. And and then I think I might have won another Open and, like, everyone was a bit like, okay, this is good. Like, even I was like, whoa. Um, and then COVID happened, but then when we got back, there was not really any of the lower-level le senior events. It was either, like, the very bottom or a Grand Slam. So they didn't want to put me at the bottom, so they took me to the Grand Slam with the Tokyo team. So that was pretty cool. That was, like, a moment where I knew they believed in me because I was standing there with the team what were trying to qualify like that year for Tokyo Olympic Games and I was the only other like one who was not quite trying to qualify but they just brought me with them for the experience yeah and yeah you're almost there it's like a free hit yeah they're just like go see how you do yeah basically and I can imagine that was quite nice yeah it was like I think at like yeah I definitely at the time was just like really appreciating it like wow like these guys are, like, at the top of their game. They're trying to get to Tokyo next year. And I've only just come into senior, and they're kind of bringing me with you. Like, So I was like, yeah, the the belief in that really helped. Um, but So I went into that Grand Slam, and I got um, seventh. So then it was also, like, my first ever Grand Slam, and so now I've many, got a seventh place. Sorry to interrupt. How many people would have competed in, like, your weight? So seven out of how many? Um, So say... Normally it's around like thirty-ish. Fucking else, so good then. So I think so. I got to the semi-final and then I lost that. Went into repercharge, won my repercharge fight, and then the fight before bronze, I lost that. Oh, um, but I'm f I was like fighting girls who I kind of looked up to at the time. Yeah. Like they were like world champions, like European. They'd been on the circuit for like years, and I was like giving them a good fight and stuff. Um, and then since that, yeah, I kind of came through, got got a few Grand Slam medals, um, did my first Worlds and stuff last year. And then the 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 word, like, Commonwealth Games was kind of brought into it. And, like, there was, like, a scholarship. Um, it was three years ago, and it was for the Commonwealth Games, and they picked five athletes in the whole of Team England to be on this Sir John Hansen scholarship. And it was kind of like... Um, who they thought would be there as it from the younger generation, and I got told at judo, and I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, like, okay, um, and it, you got like a twenty thousand pound sponsorship from it, um, so I was like, again, okay, cool, didn't put my name down or anything, and when I got to like, people kept saying it, and I was like, right, there's five athletes, I'm a judo player, like half the world probably don't even know what judo is, like I'm not gonna go for this, and then. Tim, Tim, who works here, was basically like, right, let's do it. Just go for it, see what happens. And then basically, yeah, I got picked to be a part of that. And then that's when it really hit, was like, okay, you can qualify for the Commonwealth Games. Like, you can do this. So is that grant just for people going for the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, it was literally five athletes in the whole of Team England. Whoa. So not just judo, like the whole of the England squad. Yeah, all the wow. sports. Who else? So who were the other four, or do you not know? Um, so it was me, Abby Burton, a rugby sevens girl. There was a um, athletics girl, table tennis, and maybe... Sorry, I've really put you on the spot there. Lawn eh? bowls. I feel like we're on a question of sport yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> but it basically it changed. So one of the girls actually got dropped out of it because she wasn't... So every six months, you had to have like a call with them and with your coach and basically showing them your progression and stuff like that. And they actually like 
reevaluated it and to see if you were progressing. Yeah. So a few of them got actually dropped off it. Really? And then wow. they brought new people on. Um, so not only to win that award, that yeah. scholarship, but then to be kept on the program is yeah. good because you've got to show that you're using that money wisely. Yeah. Is, am I right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually bought in lockdown like all gym equipment um and like a watt ah, bike like everyone else yeah hiking up the prices basically <laughs> <laughs> and a watt bike yeah. so um that was pretty cool but you wouldn't be able to i wouldn't have been able to really buy all that and be so lenient with it if it wasn't for the scholarship yeah no that's amazing um but i did actually get booted off it though oh did you i know yeah no because I, I, um, I feel bad now for bringing it up no 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 because i got on funding here so ah, okay you couldn't be on funding you couldn't be on both and that because yeah. they wanted to give it to someone, oh, obviously. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. So I classified myself as still on it. Yeah. No, well <laughs> um, done. But yeah, we were working with, like, Denise Lewis was our mentor. Yeah. So that was cool. She followed me on Instagram. <laughs> she comments on my pictures sometimes. Sick. <laughs> it, what's she like? Cause she, she seems cool. lovely. Yeah, she is really nice. Yeah. Um, just a normal, like... Normal person. You always put, you like, you, when you first talk to them, you're like, oh hello, like my name's Kelly, but they're just, she's they're just like, normal people. Yeah, a normal mum. They, they eat, drink, exactly. poo and piss, and just like the rest of us. Exactly, and she's just an insane athlete at yeah. the same time. Oh, man, no, amazing. So I know, I don't want to hammer it, but I do want to speak about the Commonwealth Games, and I want you to tell me what happened <laughs> and why you look back at it and think, I should have done better. So what happened in the fight where you end up getting thrown? Um, So... Last year for me was like a really bad year. Um, like everything, it was kind of like the first time I'd ever really realized what it takes to be an elite athlete, like what it takes to be at the top. I felt like I knew what it what it took, but I didn't until last year when it was like, like there's so many factors like, especially in judo. So your weight making is one of them. So, so that you fight at? Uh, under 70 kilo. So that went completely like through the roof. That was out of control. Then like, so then you, your social life really lacks, but it, it had always lacked. But I think because then I was fighting my weight, I was also like going through stages of like, I'd hibernate even more. And then when you get to judo, then your judo life is like not, as enjoyable it was literally a knock-on effect with everything um and then mentally I just weren't in like the best place um everything was just a struggle so it, it kind of needed but it also taught me like these people who are at the top are at the top because they're strong like mentally physically everything like um so I don't even know where I'm going with this, but this is how, like, last year, that's how bad it was. Like, yeah. it was literally terrible. And then um, I kind of, I didn't know, I didn't have my nutritionist then. I'm going to do a big shout out to her because she's like my life saviour. Yeah. Um, But I kind of was in the dumps all the time. Like, I just, because I'm an all or nothing person, like I said, I was like either... Like, right, you can take your foot off for one day, go out for food and stuff. And then next thing you know, I'll get on the scale the next day and I'm like six kilo overweight or something. So then I'd spend a week essentially just eating next to nothing, seeing nobody for like six weeks, falling asleep at like eight o'clock every night. 
and it just weren't enjoyable like it weren't balanced at all it was not really the life to live mm. but anyway I picked myself out of all that kind of I got some of my best results last year like I beat the world number one on the world stage so it's weird that you say again it goes back to that you hold yourself to a very high standard yeah. Kelly because you're like yeah I'd already shit yeah then also you beat the number one but it's also interesting how you take away some good lessons yeah and you realize that if i want to be world number one i've got to be strong mentally strong yeah. physically have that balance nutrition training social life because if you're arguing with arguing with your boyfriend you're probably not you, that that's where your mind is when your sh mind should be fully focused on training yeah literally so. luckily he's the freaking best thing like ever with this situation but big shout out joe yeah big shout out joe <laughs> gilpin <laughs> no um yes yeah, so because when it was just like i just couldn't seem to get anything in line last year like when i had my weight all right and that was going well then mentally i was just not good like i just couldn't grasp the whole full-time athlete not gonna lie it was such a struggle but if you like you've looked on my Instagram like I try and be quite real on there now because personally I feel for me as it, when I was a younger athlete I'd look on Instagram but we all do this and Instagram is this like amazing everyone is living the best life all these athletes all they're doing is win 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 and you don't see anything else but I'm like I want a younger not to scare them away but just just to see like it's normal yeah because every I felt like everything wasn't normal because not a lot of people speak. Like, people just don't people talk about it. People shit as well. Like, you're right. People don't speak about the bad. Yeah. And they big up the good. So exactly. I'm not going to name this name because he comes out with some great truth nuggets. And I really like it. But you might recognize it. He's like one of these. He's like, right, as soon as I wake up, I go out for a walk, 30 minutes. Then I meditate for an hour. Okay. Then I don't have coffee for the first hour and a half. <laughs> Because there's no point. I only drink salt water from, yeah. the, from the Himalayan <laughs> mountains. And I'm just like, mate, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You don't realize how lucky you are to be in that position. Like, if you're on the tools, mate, and you've got a kid that's under two that's kept you up all night, yeah, you're probably going to have a coffee, mate, within the first five minutes. It's of not getting that out of deep. Like, it's not that bad. And that's yeah. why I, with my content and with you, I always just try and, you know, with my injury, yeah, I fucking felt sad. You know what? It's so much better, though. Like, yeah, just to be honest. It's real. Yeah. I actually put a picture up today, like, this was my mood in the gym today, like, after a two-hour arm yeah. session. Like, I post videos of me doing, like, my progression and stuff. But it's also some days, like, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my God, like, I'm so tired. I can't be yeah. asked. How like, many times on the podcast we said, will my leg ever bend again? Exactly. Like, like, and I, and people probably say the same to you. They're like, oh, as if you're, you know, you're so motivated. You're going to the gym. Like how, how I don't know how you do it. I'm like, because I'm on sick leave and I'm on sick pay. I'm doing nothing. Like I always shout out my best mate. Got a um, daughter under two. He wakes up at five to go to the gym before like yeah. his kid wakes up and that. And really? then goes to do a full day sparking. Like as if. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. he's more committed than me. Yeah. Like I can get up at seven, have a little breakfast, glass of water, then come to the gym at half eight. Yeah. And then I can be there for as long as I want nice chilled and then go back yeah. it's just what people see and and people how they view the world yeah literally. very strange but yeah i'm trying to make it more of a like i feel like i've done quite well in british judo like the weight side of things was such a like hush topic 
if you were if you were heavy it was frowned upon and stuff like it still is like in a lot of weight making it is but I'm trying to like yeah I'm trying to change that like I wrote my whole dissertation on it um what do you mean by it was frowned upon to be you kind of I think from like back in the day like weight making people did it bad like you just sweat off that's a common thing like put a bin bag on you get in a sauna you don't eat you don't drink um it's funny i had a friend that used to fight um professional m M&M, and oh, <laughs> i can't even speak to m m m professional mma yeah before he joined um the marines and he always used to laugh he says because lads would go out like, oh, i'm gonna go out for a sweat run and he was like why are you even bothering because you just drink the water and yeah you just put it straight back you put in it literally but he, he said, like, making weight was tough, really yeah. tough. And, like, there's so many bad, like, practices and so much, like, some people would view it as, like, oh, that's cool. Like, you're losing seven kilo or, or you're doing In this. In an hour. It's not cool. Like, how do you think you're going to fight like that? Like, it's not cool. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, like, from last year, I tried to be quite, like, I tried to change the whole thing in the center and it is changing, but, like, if you're heavy or, like, it's all right. Like, okay, if you're going out drinking and eating shit every day, then, okay, you've got some stuff to sort out there. But if you're eating clean and, like, like right now I'm injured, but I'm eating, I'm working with my nutritionist, shout out here, um, <laughs> Kelly. Like, I'm eating the correct food every day, but obviously we're going to be put on a little bit of weight because you can't run, you can't cycle, do you, know do you do the seated ski erg? Oh, that hurts your arms, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. You like, you I do was an quite arm surprised. Session and then you do conditioning. You may as well just do another arm. Or do session. you do ever do? Do you ever do assault bike only arms? Uh, yeah, but I, I and I, I did it with one leg. I feel I just look so ridiculous <laughs> just there, like with my little sit, little feet on the pegs, yeah. pushing away. Have uh, you done rowing one leg? No, I can't. I, well, I haven't even tried. Because you can basically what we do is line two rowers up. And you put your leg... On the other rower. <laughs> so it essentially rows with me. Yeah. It's hard though. Cause it, it kills you on leg. Because <laughs> you've got to have it out, I'm guessing, like that. Yeah. And oh. then it just like travels with you. Yeah. I might give it a go. I tried to get on the bike, but I just... Because you've probably seen like where I can't bend my leg yet. Yeah. Because when it comes back, I just can't get it round. Mm. But we'll get there eventually. Yeah. It's just a process. Exactly. Um, speaking about the future and getting better, what are the goals in the, sort, in the next... 24 12 24 months um first of all it's to come back from this and then when i come back from this it'll be 11 months up until paris um for qualification so everything's going to be on really trying to pal- pa- um qualify for paris the olympic games and then obviously go there my best performance smash it hopefully yeah um, but long term, it will be LA 2028 Olympic Games yeah. as well. Um, yeah, they're b- the main goals, the big ones. So if I if I had to make you pick one, what would it be? World champion, champion, or Olympic champion? Olympic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Double Olympic gold medal. I want them all. Yeah. I want European, world. So I've got the junior Europeans. So now we need the senior. Yeah. Hundred percent. Worlds, Olympics. Oh. If if you were to do a double gold medalist in judo, would that be the first? I don't even know. As a no, we've got well. Has a man or a woman done that? Yeah, there's an American. I think the no, no, Brit from Britain. Oh no, we haven't got an Olympic gold. No. No. 
We have not got an Olympic gold medalist in judo. There we go. I want to see it next I year. Know. Imagine that. Gosh. I don't even know. I'd hang up my judo kit straight away, <laughs> to be honest. No, I don't I think you would. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't think you would. I think you'd win double golds uh, at the Olympics and then probably go and transition into MMA or something like Ronda Rousey. <laughs> well, you know, could do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> Kelly, I've really enjoyed um, sitting down and talk, talking with you tonight. I've got one final question. If you could give any advice to a younger Kelly Peterson, what would it be? To always put 100% effort into everything. So whatever your dream is, go for it. 100% effort every day. And nine times out of ten, if you're really putting everything in it, you're going to get there. I think so anyway. And just believe in yourself. Just trust yourself. Believe in yourself. Link that with the effort. And even if you don't make that goal, you're going to be a pretty cool person pretty nice person to be around everyone's gonna love you anyway so you know what 100% effort is my main thing that is absolutely awesome and that's a fantastic note to end the podcast on guys that is the end of today's episode if you enjoyed it please could you follow like and subscribe as it really helps grow the podcast thank you for listening kelly thank you awesome